Job chapter 15, Eliphaz's second speech. Then Eliphaz the Temanite answered, Does a wise man answer with blustery knowledge, or fill his belly with the east wind? Does he argue with useless talk, with words that have no value in them? But you even break off piety and hinder meditation before God. Your sin inspires your mouth, you choose the language of the crafty. Your own mouth condemns you, not I. Your lips testify against you. Were you the first man ever born? Were you brought forth before the hills? Do you listen in on God's secret counsel? Do you limit wisdom to yourself? What do you know that we don't know? What do you understand that we don't understand? The grey-haired and the aged are on our side, men far older than your father. Are God's consolations too trivial for you, or a spoken word in gentleness to you? Why has your heart carried you away, and why do your eyes flash when you turn your rage against God and allow such words to escape from your mouth? What is man that he should be pure, or one born of woman that he should be righteous? If God places no trust in the holy ones, if even the heavens are not pure in his eyes, how much less man who is abominable and corrupt, who drinks in evil like water? I will explain to you, listen to me, and what I have seen I will declare, what wise men declare, hiding nothing from the tradition of their ancestors, to whom alone the land was given, when no foreigner passed among them. All his days the wicked man suffers torment throughout the number of the years that are stored up for the tyrant. Terrifying sounds fill his ears. In the time of peace marauders attack. He does not expect to escape from darkness. He is marked for the sword. He wanders about, food for vultures. He knows that the day of darkness is at hand. Distresses and anguish terrify him. They prevail against him like a king ready to launch an attack. For he stretches out his hand against God and vaunts himself against the Almighty, defiantly charging against him with a thick, strong shield. Because he covered his face with fat and made his hips bulge with fat, he lived in ruined towns and in houses where no one lives, where they are ready to crumble into heaps. He will not grow rich and his wealth will not endure, nor will his possessions spread over the land. He will not escape the darkness, a flame will wither his shoots, and he will depart by the breath of God's mouth. Let him not trust in what is worthless, deceiving himself, for worthlessness will be his reward. Before his time he will be paid in full, and his branches will not flourish. Like a vine he will let sour grapes fall, and like an olive tree he will shed his blossoms, for the company of the godless is barren, and fire consumes the tents of those who accept bribes. They conceive trouble and bring forth evil. Their belly prepares deception. Job chapter 16, Job's reply to Eliphaz. Then Job replied, I have heard many things like these before. What miserable comforters you all are. Will there be an end to your windy words, or what provokes you that you answer? I also could speak like you if you were in my place. I could pile up words against you, and I could shake my head at you. But I would strengthen you with my words. Comfort from my lips would bring you relief. Abandonment by God and man. 
But if I speak, my pain is not relieved, and if I refrain from speaking, how much of it goes away? Surely now he has worn me out, and you have devastated my entire household. You have seized me, and it has become a witness. My leanness has risen up against me and testifies against me. His anger has torn me and persecuted me. He has gnashed at me with his teeth. My adversary locks his eyes on me. People have opened their mouths against me. They have struck my cheek in scorn. They unite together against me. God abandons me to evil men and throws me into the hands of wicked men. I was in peace and he shattered me. He has seized me by the neck and crushed me. He has made me his target. His archers surround me. Without pity he pierces my kidneys and pours out my gall on the ground. He breaks through against me time and time again. He rushes against me like a warrior. I have sewed sackcloth to my skin and buried my horn in the dust. My face is reddened because of weeping, and on my eyelids there is deep darkness, although there is no violence in my hands, and my prayer is pure. An Appeal to God as Witness O earth, do not cover my blood, nor let there be a secret place for my cry. Even now my witness is in heaven, my advocate is on high, my intercessor is my friend. As my eyes pour out tears to God, and he contends with God on behalf of man, as a man pleads for his friend. For the years that lie ahead are few, and then I will go on the way of no return. Job chapter 17 My spirit is broken, my days have faded out, the grave awaits me. Surely mockery is with me, my eyes must dwell on their hostility. Set my pledge beside you. Who else will put up security for me? Because you have closed their minds to understanding, therefore you will not exalt them. If a man denounces his friends for personal gain, the eyes of his children will fail. He has made me a byword to people. I am the one in whose face they spit. My eyes have grown dim with grief. My whole frame is but a shadow. Upright men are appalled at this. The innocent man is troubled with the godless. But the righteous man holds to his way, and the one with clean hands grows stronger. Anticipation of death. But turn, all of you, and come now. I will not find a wise man among you. My days have passed, my plans are shattered, even the desires of my heart. These men change night into day. They say, the light is near in the face of darkness. If I hope for the grave to be my home, if I spread out my bed in darkness, if I cry out to corruption, you are my father, and to the worm my mother or my sister, where then is my hope? And my hope, who sees it? Will it go down to the barred gates of death? Will we descend together into the dust? Revelation chapter 14, an interlude, the song of the 144,000. Then I looked, and here was the Lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him were 144,000, who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. I also heard a sound coming out of heaven like the sound of many waters, and like the sound of loud thunder. Now the sound I heard was like that made by harpists, playing their harps, 
and they were singing a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and the elders. No one was able to learn the song except the 144,000 who had been redeemed from the earth. There are the ones who have not defiled themselves with women, for they are virgin. These are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. These were redeemed from humanity as first fruits to God and to the Lamb, and no lie was found on their lips. They are blameless. Three angels and three messages. Then I saw another angel flying directly overhead, and he had an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live on earth, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. He declared in a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has arrived, and worship the one who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. A second angel followed the first, declaring, Fallen, fallen is Babylon, the great city. She made all the nations drink of the wine of her immoral passion. A third angel followed the first two, declaring in a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image, and takes the mark on his forehead or his hand, that person will also drink of the wine of God's anger that has been mixed undiluted in the cup of his wrath and he will be tortured with fire and sulphur in front of the holy angels and in front of the Lamb. And the smoke from their torture will go up for ever and ever, and those who worship the beast and his image will have no rest day or night, along with anyone who receives the mark of his name. This requires the steadfast endurance of the saints, those who obey God's commandments and hold to their faith in Jesus. When I heard a voice from seven say, Write this, Blessed are the dead, those who die in the Lord from this moment on. Yes, says the Spirit, so they can rest from their hard work, because their deeds will follow them. Then I looked, and a white cloud appeared, and seated on the cloud was one like the Son of Man. He had the golden crown on his head, and a sharp sickle in his hand. Then another angel came out of the temple, shouting in a loud voice to the one seated on the cloud. Use your sickle and start to reap, because the time to reap has come since the earth's harvest is ripe. So the one seated on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth, and the earth was reaped. Then another angel came out of the temple in heaven, and he too had a sharp sickle. Another angel, who was in charge of the fire, came from the altar and called in a loud voice to the angel who had the sharp sickle. Use your sharp sickle and gather the clusters of grapes off the vine of the earth, because its grapes are now ripe. So the angel swung his sickle over the earth and gathered the grapes from the vineyard of the earth and tossed them into the great winepress of the wrath of God. Then the winepress was stomped outside the city, and blood poured out of the winepress up to the heights of a horse's bridle for the distance of almost two hundred miles.